Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 168. I am your host, David Palermo, and if you're just tuning in, the Bills kind of got jobbed against the Patriots before halftime, and uh, I'm going to cover that today with Kevin Masseri, and it is Tuesday, the day after Christmas, so if you celebrate that, other holidays, Hanukkah, um... Wanza, all sorts of things, whatever you celebrate, happy holidays, uh, happy winter solstice, whatever you want to say here. So, hmm, I don't know where to begin this podcast, but I tried calling Kevin, think he's going to call me back, so in the meantime, I'll get through what I got to get through, and um, I'll give you a few thoughts right off the bat, so... Sorry to everybody if you've been looking for a podcast. The last podcast I did was uh, number 167, Numb Bills Fantasy Football Podcast with uh, Mike Smith, pretty much. So, pretty good podcast. Had a good time talking to Mike. Mike is a great time. Uh, he's like a pretty strategic fantasy football player. Obsessed is over it more than he should, but it's pretty sweet. I love talking to Mike, so... Report. Go back and check out number 167. Um, I did a podcast over the summer uh, trying to find the date of it. And what the podcast was, uh, May 25th, number 119, the No Fun League is trying to have or is trying to be fun. Rule changes for 2017. Um, so I've talked about about the refs in the past many many a times and uh it's gotten to a point where this podcast has gone long enough where there's some back data and through being trying to be tighter i've been trying to be more descriptive in the descriptions if that makes sense so i'm like you know i swear i did a podcast about the refs and about the nfl and I said it for years. There is nothing worse than looking forward to a Buffalo Bills game, and you look at the schedule. It's off season. The draft is over. New coaches. Let's see what we got. And we get all hyped, and then game one, and sometimes even recently preseason, comes around, and oh, there's the refs. And there they are. So it kind of takes the thunder out of your pride for the team. And one thing for me that I took from watching this last Bills in Foxborough against the Patriots debacle. I've said it a lot this year for games. Debacle. Look at the descriptions debacle um i can't explain the second half of a run defense just falling apart you see adolphus washington getting talked to by kyle williams and next play adolphus is really hard on himself because he must have did something wrong again i don't know i'm not going to come on i'm not a coach i don't know what he's supposed to do that's kind of what i observed um i listened to the game while watching the game at the same time And I'll say right off the bat, I felt like Tom Brady was having a bad day. 
And the game was the Bills that day. Call me nuts. It was the Bills game. Going in the half, tied up. It was definitely the Buffalo Bills day to play football. Okay? There are no ifs, ands, or buts to me that the Bills did not have control of that game. When somebody on the radio says that the Bills, might have been John Murphy or Calso, that the Bills have not had, or the Patriots have not had a team going into half with the ball and coming out of half with the ball. And if you know anything about the Patriots, that's the Patriot way. That's what you want. You want to double up on the points. So even if you're behind, hey, at least we get the ball, right? Well, if you're the Bills, I I kind of wonder, you know, you got all that stuff going on there, right? So you got this Calvin Benjamin play that gets overturned, and the whole purpose of replay is, you know, wonderful drive, by the way. First half of the offense, credit where credit's due. Pretty stoked on the first half, again, of the Bills' offense. Seems to be a common theme where there's one half I like from the team. And, you know, I'll say it just seems anytime, unfortunately for the man, Mike Tolbert, anytime he touches the ball, the drive is dead. The first negative play, I could be wrong, trying to go through my game log right now, the first negative play that came about was thanks to a play design where Mike Tolbert touched it. And I believe it was on a halfback stretch. Did we not learn that Mike Tolbert is a north-south runner? If you wanted a guy who can do that, there's a guy that lives in Buffalo named Fred Jackson who can do that and pass protect better than Mike Tolbert. If that's what you're looking to do, I will say there's been a lot of times I've seen Fred attempt to get in on the goal line, and it's not good. But you got Mike Tolbert. Wow. Or how about that kid, Anthony Williams? Was showing some promise. No, he's not part of the thing. Uh, He's not part of the, the, the good guys club, so... You know, man, we're about building this culture. You know what I'm about? Winning games and not getting in my team's way. And that's what coaching did. Again, for the Bills' offense. And you could say the defense, too. So I can be as mad as I want. Um, at the end of the game, it was a, I had a Christmas Eve that was great. Um, if anybody doesn't know, I just got married. So sorry for not having a podcast or two. Uh, last week but frankly I don't care and uh, I got married to uh, my best friend she's beautiful and you know she embraces me for me and we share a lot in common and I'm looking forward to my life with her and I really mean it so not to be all sensey right now I don't really give a shit about covering something about the Bills when all that happy crap is going on. So then I finally can't wait to get up on the Bills and the Patriots because I really believe that the Bills play the Patriots better in Foxborough. I I said that on Instagram, and I made it. If you missed my video, uh, I tried to play Nostradamus at halftime after that 
right actually during the middle of the call. Um, so I'm actually going to play this for you. I, po- I I played this on Instagram, and this was halftime. So reason no podcast, before we get back into this, before halftime where I was at, um, got married, super stoked, really like her a lot, love her a lot, all right? I'll admit it. A little soft on you. But uh, when you watch the Bills and the Patriots and what the refs do, it's absolutely awful. So, oh, look who it is. Kevin. Kevin. What's up, dude? Hey, bud. I'm kind of like going live and I just answered the call and I was just in the middle of talking about uh, Calvin Benjamin's feet. And okay. and my reaction, and what I was gonna do is I was gonna play my halftime call. Uh, I okay. made a video on Instagram. Uh, I think it was Instagram. I put it on YouTube as well. Um, okay. And I was just gonna play it through the speaker real quick. So okay. on this as well, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, Kevin, but um, I could probably play it. I'll try to play it out here. See if it works. Um, but essentially, I tried to play Nostradamus and predict what would happen in the second half. If the Bills call, it didn't go their way. I was like, there's no way this this call is going to get overturned. And it, it uh, no way. And then John Murphy, I, I listened to, let the listeners know, uh, that I listened to John Murphy call the game at the same time. So, um, you know, hearing his reaction like, huh, you know, they've been under the hood for a while, essentially. It's like, uh-oh, you know? So, um, let me just play this real quick. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. World, World Star came here. Get out of here. Perfect throw by Tyrod. Look at this. Get a Murph. but it's going to replay review. It looked like Benjamin got his right foot down clearly. And he tried to drag it. in, baby. That is in. But it's definitely worth a replay review. Five-yard touchdown pass Merry Christmas. To Kelvin Benjamin. That's a toll drag. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. World World Star came here. All right, so that's pretty much my dumb, my dumbass call. Um, but I, I was essentially going crazy, man, because I, I I said earlier in the podcast that I did a podcast about um about the refs. And stuff about the rule changes. And you and I talk all the time. And I told you, man, I go, if there's one thing that could ruin the NFL even worse, it's really the refs. And we always forget about the refs until game one. And we're like, oh, these freaking dudes, man, they're back. You know, these guys who can't see and they're out of shape. They're back. And the guy makes a phenomenal call on the field. A phenomenal, accurate call on the field. And it gets overturned. And one thing that was talked about is, oh, you're going to have one guy in New York decide this, huh? And you're telling me no bookies, nobody from Vegas is going to maybe threaten his family or threaten him or something to maybe get what they want. Like, come on. This mob thing still exists. Let's not pretend. There's gambling and sports. And guys, you're getting fucking greedy here. Yep. That's dirty. And these quarterbacks are getting old. The quarterbacks pay the bills. So, let's be real. 
How much longer does Tom Brady have? How much longer does Drew Brees have? I swear, watching the Chargers game uh, after the Bills where they played the the Cowboys on, on Thanksgiving, I believe, I was like, you. I mean, the Chargers are getting all the calls. Of course, the NFL's mad at the Cowboys. You know what I mean? It's just, I think they've taken things into a WWE deal and essentially I was just kind of like, Lightly reviewing the feel of the game where Kevin, uh, I'm going to tell you how I felt to recap. Um, I felt first half, I honestly felt the Bills were in control of that game. Um, I thought Brady, if you looked at it and you didn't look at the nameplates and you're just looking at the quarterbacks, Brady was awful. Yeah, he was bad. He was very bad. And I felt that that was the game for the Bills to have. And for McDermott to say that his team is mentally tough, I mean, maybe, but I don't see it. Because they come out in the second half and fold. They cave. So, for me, um, I was gonna, I didn't say this yet, but if I had a theme for the season, whether they make the playoffs or not, the theme is the coaches cost this team a lot of games. And I mean, I, I could not dislike Rick Dennison more. I, don't, I think he's terrible. I mentioned this, and I just started touching on it. Um, and no disrespect to the man. Again, Tolbert should not be in on certain plays. Ever, He's a north-south runner. And I said ever, earlier. He should never be in on offense, ever. And I said this earlier, um, so not to recap to the listeners. You're telling me Fred Jackson couldn't do better than that fucking dude? If you're looking for a guy to stick his foot in the ground and accelerate to get two feet between, say, the guard and the tackle or whatever you're doing, like, even on a stretch, the guy's vision is disgusting, and he's great in pass protection, and he's had off a of football. Like, how are you going to tell me that even Fred Jackson, I know people are like, oh, you're so stupid, don't even go there. I'm just making a point. You got rid of Jonathan Williams. You got rid of so many people that could play a position for culture, and you got McCoy not getting screens thrown to, but you got fullbacks getting screens. I mean, are you serious? Right. I, what are we doing? It's like, you know what you can bet on with the Bills offensively, Kevin, is that when it's third down and two, if there's, if they should run the ball, they're not going to. So they're going to go for the cute play. Just people, let's just hang out. Let's put a spy out there. Let's just chill and diagnose what's going to fucking happen. And it gets blown up and most of their cute plays, honestly, they don't work. Right. So, I'll pass it to you. What were your thoughts of the game overall? And we'll free ball off of that. I talked about marriage for a sec. I'm pretty stoked on marriage, Kevin. And uh, hey Dave, what what happened there, Dave? You just feeling the urge? Yeah, dog. Real deal, no rings. You know, and uh, we share pretty much all the same interests, like video games. Guitar riffs. You know, she plays in a band and plays music. I'm not in a band currently, so it's cool to, like, go on the road with him for a couple of days and just gel out to myself, you know? So. What made you want to take that step to the to that level? Because, man, you know the one, right? You just got to go there. Okay. You know, when your relationship is more dynamic than you've ever felt in your life, Kevin, for hippie talk. Yeah. You know, hippie talk 104.4 here, um, love station. Um, you know, I, we had to take it there. 
So okay, it's it's pretty radical. What about you? What made you go over the hump? Um, yeah, I mean, we just literally share every interest and just did it, you know. Just you know, we're you know in, the, in our thirties, right? I mean, you're in your thirties, so yeah, man. What the hell? You you I mean. There's an advantage of being in relationships in the past because you get to learn about yourself. You get to learn what you want and don't want. And then there's also an advantage of um, securing things. That way, there's like, I know, you know, you don't really need marriage to do it. I get it. But it is a pretty rad concept. Yeah. And um, I kind of grew up with older family values. So for me, marriage is a very serious thing like don't cheat on your wife don't do whatever the fuck because you know while you're going to do your bozo crap she's doing her thing supporting you you know so it's like there's a give and take and with this one there's conversations you never have to have and you know honestly um as far as the podcast goes um you know, for you and I to to go on the sidelines that that might not seem like a big deal to people but when it's the hardest for in the world to get on the sidelines for uh i mean maybe premier league soccer might be a bigger deal but um it's pretty up there it's like she was side by side with me to you know i was like man i gotta really prep this and do whatever and kind of talk me through things because i was going in there i didn't know what to expect I mean, i'm so nervous you know mm-hmm. and it's like it's a hot day i got tattoos i'm clearly gonna stand out like a mongoloid you know what I mean? And and that's cool to a point, but like I don't wanna look lost. I don't wanna be tipping over my Starbucks which happened and uh the dude over there uh actually picked it up, the head of the media over there. So it's kinda neat. Um but yeah, it's just you know, it's a it's kind of a big thing, man. For me it was like a lot of pressure. Maybe it didn't seem it, but um I mean I started this podcast to to really say screw the media so it's like now i have the opportunity to, to be there i better put my money where my mouth is that's kind of how i look at it so um to right. have somebody side by side with me support that um you know i my living room is just music gear so like i have drums in my living room and i really i like music more than sports hands down love music i, I like this podcasting because i have a big mouth and i don't agree with the bills ever I think coaches make dumb decisions and the players take the heat. And pretty much to roll it back, that's what I'm saying with Tolbert is this dude's taking the heat for being in a position he shouldn't be in the first place. You know what I mean? And he's become a punchline. And I feel bad for the guy. He's 690,000 vet minimum to play special teams. He's he's getting in the game. You know, it's it's not his fault, right? Dude, and the thing is, too, is did you hear the Richie Incognito interview with John Murphy? No. Oh, okay. So well, he said know. last week, um, excuse me, they asked uh, what happened. And he goes, honestly, uh, you know, we looked at this team, us guys up front. He said, uh, they said to themselves, well, we did this before for two years with the same personnel. I mean, this isn't working. And he's he's like, it took the, the coaches to set their ego aside and to, you know, listen to the players. But then they put 
the player's in a position where, well, we better perform or else. So, in hindsight, man, um, for it to take that long, I mean, look how fast LaShawn McCoy got to 1,000 yards all of a sudden, right? Right. Right. You're ignorant. You are extreme. It just confirmed how dumb. And the way Dennison talks and shoots players under the bus, I don't like him. Um, I don't think Tyrod's a bad quarterback. I think if you get rid of Tyrod Taylor, you're getting rid of a cutting-edge quarterback. And, uh, like, you know, Mike Schultz brought up a good point. I've been uh, quoting him a lot lately. Um, I think his take, I- I'm in line with a lot of his points. And, and one of his points is uh, is really Tyrod Taylor ain't, a bad quarterback you got to know you know he was talking about Tony Romo saying that like you know Tyrod's got to get rid of the ball and his his perspective is great but Tony Romo never had that skill set and it's like I think it's so much easier uh why did Kaepernick crush the league why did Russell Wilson crush the league because they ran an offense that crushed the defense that was not seen that's different to prepare for right and now you're trying to make this kid be a pocket quarterback, and he can't. And he's still hesitant. And, man, he had almost threw a pick early in the game. I'm like, man, he threw that ball late. You know, it stares him down and throws it late. And it, it wasn't too late. Too late, too late. You know what I mean? But it's like a more veteran receiver sees that ball come and they step more inside towards the hashes, if you know what I'm talking about, throwing a left. I forgot who was targeted. But, um, I mean, dude, we saw Calvin Benjamin come out. Great connection with Tyrod. Um, but I felt like Tom Brady was overthrowing balls, underthrowing guys. He underthrew Brandon Cooks so bad that Micah High looks at Brandon Cooks, must see his eyes, and goes, oh, shit, I better turn my head around, and runs over Cooks, and Brady gets a P.I., a 40-something-yard pass interference because his arm sucks right now. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just they just get gift-basketed shit. And nobody on the Bills for years has gotten a memo to just knock Brady down. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor, Eric Turner posted that clip on cover one um, on Instagram and Twitter. And he's like, not to be that guy, but, you know, shows Tyrod Taylor two steps, dude shoves him. You know, and he goes cartwheeling. It's like, man, if that's Tom Brady, if that is Tom Brady, they can't hold back throwing that flag. And what doesn't make sense about the NFL is... You're telling me Gronk catching the ball doesn't establish himself as a runner, crosses a plane, steps out of bounds, is is as much of a touchdown than Calvin Benjamin or Charles Clay that played before? Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, the, the league does not make sense right now. And, Kevin, my point is, is for the first fucking time, I thought about never podcasting again. I thought about burning the media credentials and being like, oh, man, that was cool. That's nice to see, like, if you keep working at something, maybe you can make your little premature tiny goal of at least get a close look at the team, get some access so you can see what the hell really goes on. So, I mean, that's cool. Pat on my back for me, proud of me, but, like, no, man. It's like, what's it worth? These refs just ruin it. And you got to see players and coaches' families and scouts' yeah, families after, all after, risk it. Year after year, it's more important to you than it is the players. So, at, the, at some point, you have to step back and be like, I need to care as much as they do and no, and no more. It sucks, man, because these guys come in 
They clearly don't listen to podcasts. They clearly don't listen to bloggers. They're just following whatever the hell they hear, and we're going to come in and do our way. And if anybody followed, if McDermott staff could please just listen to bloggers, listen to people who've seen how these things work, have a little respect. You talk about the fans, well, listen to the fans. We've seen this shit before. We're not stupid. We know the right personnel by now. We, we When you don't make the playoffs for so long... It's like solving a goddamn unsolved mystery. I feel like they solved more shit and unsolved mysteries by now than the Bills have making the playoffs. It's just these guys get in their own way. Third and two, you don't run it. Why? Why? Just why? And they just do stupid shit. I believe the Bills didn't have a negative play until Tolbert was called in the duty to touch the ball. Right? Right. Did you notice that? Right. No, I didn't. Yeah. So, Kevin, I only have about 10 more minutes here, okay? I'm 25 minutes in. Um, I just wanted to rail and, and really get your wrap-up on this game. Um, I would love you, after I rant, to, to pretty much break it down to me on what happened in the game because, honestly, at, at about halftime and the drive coming out where they go three and out because Tolbert touched the ball, I believe. Um, second play and it became like a negative 15 or something mm-hmm. stupid and for the first time in anything with the Patriots this year a team was going into half with the ball and coming out of half with the ball and the Bills would have executed a four point lead if they kicked the extra point and again for McDermott to hit a stupid attempted field goal I don't understand um there's no aggression here. And I and, and like But it's funny because he was sick of losing the ball. He was sick I think he's sick of his offensive coordinator, to be honest, man, because he went for it earlier in the game in a similar situation. Yeah, like fourth and they seven didn't or something. They converted again. They didn't convert again. They're the worst fourth down team in the league. They're like three for thirty, three for twenty. They make it John Murphy said today. I think they make it 13% money on Chris Brown. Okay, and here's the deal, Kevin. It's like, again, we are not stupid. And people might take a big shit on Shope. They might take a big shit on Mike Shope. His attitude sucks. His, you know what, man? I have honestly been there with these guys, with every radio host, and I have my ups and downs. But at the end of the day, I try to detach myself and realize, look, man, people have opinions. People look at me like I'm a fucking retard. But I really will stand by anything I'm telling you. I'll try to find things to confirm it. And if I'm wrong, hey, man, I'm wrong. But I'll tell you, there needs to be a voice that goes against the counter of it's the quarterback or it's this player or that player. Because when they're breaking the huddle, they ain't even in the right position. And if you want to take a step before that, who's in that fucking huddle? You ain't even in the right position. Again, why is LaShawn McCoy not featured in this offense? I do not understand. Why are Tyrod Taylor's legs not featured in this offense? Run 12 fucking plays with hot routes and variations. Give Tyrod Taylor a chance to just read the defense. Don't tell me he's that stupid. The best student in the game is that stupid? No, he's not. He can't be. But then again, the counter is three offensive coordinators have not let him audible. That said, we've seen Peter in play. Like I, I just, dude, he's got to be over Denison, right? I think he, I think he's got to be. 
it really depends what happens here to finish this this thing out. I wish the Bills would hire Chan Gailey. Damn. I really do, man. I really do. Chan would be welcome back to Buffalo. He left saying he wished the Bills luck, and he's never done that for any team, but he wished the Bills luck. And I feel because of marketing and whatever bullshit, I think they listen to too many old players and whatever the hell. They listen to the media too much. Still, I am very astonished by the coaching decisions. Um, But, hey, it's not bad. I mean, the Bills are still in it for the playoffs. Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah. I mean, just three months ago, that would have been crazy. What is your take with what happened in the second half of that Patriots game? I just don't think the the coaching staff's been able to make adjustments, is able to make adjustments. I haven't seen it all season long. They're not, you know, they're just getting crushed by pretty much every coaching staff coming out of the half. I mean, they've been awful. Like, they've scored like three points in the second half in the last couple of weeks total. I mean, it's... It's a failure of epic proportions. I, I think someone's got to take accountability for it. I mean, I don't think you can, you know, change over your whole defense. So that's why I don't think, you know, for, you know, necessarily. I think the defense has been just as bad at times. Like, it's just getting ran over right now. I mean, you, you have other teams running for epic levels of, of statistics. I mean, Deion Lewis was unstoppable. I mean, if it wasn't for him, Tom Brady – it would have been even worse. I just, I just think that they've got some major deficiencies, and I definitely think it's at the coordinator position. I don't know if Rick Dennison. I don't trust him to give him a rookie quarterback, Dave. I don't trust him to get. I don't trust him with a rookie quarterback. I don't know if I'm the first one to start beating that drum, but I've been beating that drum for a long fucking time, man. Because here we go. Okay, the Bills did the worst. Let me reset you, my take, people. The Bills did the worst thing you do when you take over a team. What's that? You got the talent. You say so-and-so's culture. You use culture to get rid of guys who don't want to buy in. Guys who go, hey, I've been here a bit. This sucks. I don't want to do this. Or guys who are lazy. Well, how about you encourage them? So you bring in a drill sergeant in Waffle who has been documented to be an asshole to players, at least on screen, maybe he's not, whatever. I don't know. I'm not I don't play for him, so I don't want to be shooting him him under the bus. You know, but I'll say that ain't gonna work with adults. Okay? And if he coached with the Rams, what the hell are the Rams doing right now? You got a coach in McVeigh that clearly put his players in the best position to be in. And you got a coach like McDermott who talks process and all this old school bullshit. That doesn't fucking work. And if you want right. to have that cutting edge old school coach like the Bill Parcells model, you got him in McDermott. That said, I really like the guy and I do believe in him. But guess what? If he wants to save public favor for himself, he's making some serious moves. Some serious moves this offseason. Because I'll tell you, Calvin Benjamin looks to have worked out. Credit to him playing with his torn meniscus. Really. He don't got to be out there. No, he doesn't. So you said it's too painful and taking surgery all day. The L.A. Rams are, are division champions. Can you believe that? The L.A. 
Rams are division champions. That's pretty crazy. And they got rid of some old schooly bullshit coach faking it for years, Jeff fucking Fisher. And what do you know? They do something cutting edge. So what's the hype going to be? The media? Oh, you just got it. You know what you got to do? Well, I bet you Sean McVay plays a lot of Madden. And what do we know? Situational football. You want to rip on Madden? Don't rip on situational football. Because that's all Madden is, is situational football. And guess what the Bills suck at? Situational football. It's like we're married to a script. No, this is just how it goes. Uh, he'll be tired by then, and we're going to put in Tolbert. No, dude. Like, sorry, dude. You're not using Tolbert how he should be used. And I don't care if you're playing, paying DeMarco some good money. DeMarco can't catch the ball. So get him off the field for now. Like, no. Let's put the guys who have performed out there. Say Jones has been non-existent. Another drop. You know, like, come on. Just, it, it, it's it's not bad. I believe in the team. I just feel bad that, like, the coaches don't seem to be putting these players in the best position to succeed. We saw Tyrod Taylor finally get some deep throws in there. You know, finally. You know, we see the Tyrod Taylor we're used to. But where has it been? And, and there's nothing to show that this coaching staff on offense, at least, is getting it together. On this, it's... I almost wonder if Matt Milano, call me nuts, will end up being the Luke Keekley of the defense next year because the dude is picking up so fast, and I really like Matt Milano. He is diagnosing plays so fast. He's in the backfield. He is all over the place. He is a little terror. And with Preston Brown's contract up, you know, we talked about signing Preston Brown to an extension whatever, but it hasn't. I mean, I thought he had an RA game at first. But second half, the whole team fell apart. And your safeties and cornerbacks shouldn't be making tackles. And the team can't tackle again. And people want to say it's a wreck sting, this and that. Okay, well, what is it now? The team can't tackle again. They're trying to tackle it's up the high. Players. It's, I, like, I, just, I don't think Preston Brown's very good. I mean, he can be good in flashes, and that's what people – that's what is going to earn him the, the extension that he thinks he's going to get um, is that – you know, he shows flashes like he did in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then he just falls off a freaking cliff, dude. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I, so, man, I pretty much just talked the whole time and just asked you a couple, like, little... I mean, thank you for listening, Kevin. You know? You're thank you for listening. I mean, I'm just at a loss for words. Um... LaShawn McCoy, I like the guy. I wish he had the ball more. Um, you know, defensively, you gutted Marcel Darius and say what you want. But, I mean, he's on a playoff team now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, good for these players that left Buffalo. Like, really, good for you guys for getting traded. Don't feel bummed out. You guys are smiling because it's the same old shit here. Okay? It's cold as fuck. I just walked outside so I forgot my phone in my van. I walk outside in my socks on the snow and my underwear. Don't care. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's too cold for that. You know, good for you guys in Jacksonville and Los Angeles. Like, really, Sammy, really, Darius, thank Brandon Bean for knowing more than you. Thank Brandon Bean for gutting the team. Really, thank him for that. Because he did you a favor. Because you would think when you gut the team, oh, no, no, we got a guy who can step in his place. No, 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 they don't. 
<laughs> no, they don't at all. They have nobody who could step in Marcel Darius's place. And, and I'd rather have a high, overweight Marcel Darius supposedly not trying than what we've had. DeAndre next to Kyle. Coleman, who can't, who's terrible. Who I mean, got I, caught. I liked, what I, I liked what I saw in DeAndre Coleman. He got caught today because of how bad he is. And it's like, so who's that on? You got a veteran in Kyle Williams last year. I think he's coming back. I think he likes McDermott. And, you know, I read something that Bill's Fanatics posted, uh, a reply to Mike Tolbert's Instagram and this and that, that, hey, y'all, we got the coach. And it's like, hey, y'all, no, we don't. Like, no, dude, we don't have fucking shit. Until we can get out of our own way and actually look at the analytics. That's why I'll defend Mike's show. Look at the numbers. They're... Somebody gathered a bunch of data for a reason, and you say you use it, but you don't use it correctly. And when you have a team like the Cheatriots that are going to get away with literally everything. Dude, I had a guy, a Patriots fan on Instagram uh, named Darnell, actually hit me up. And uh, he told me the guy's name there in New York City. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Who makes that call? And it's that same guy that we talked about earlier. And... You know, even Patriots fans are finding it bullshit, you know? Yep. <sighs> I just, I, I, I don't. I don't like what I see out of the growth of the offense. I mean, I just think, I just don't want to give a top 20 pick, top 25 pick, whatever we use, either KC's or ours on a first-round quarterback and giving them to Dennis. I just, I can't get over that. I don't think I'll be able to get over that fact. I mean, you have people still defending that, you know, it's pretty much Tyrod's inability to run most of Dennison's plays. So I, I, it's just a tough, it's a tough debate. For that, me that, right that's now. why, dude, I'll tell you, that's why when people are like, oh, we got to get the picks. It's like, why do you even think you can trust who's picking the players? And right. shout You're out gonna to go and throw them away. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Terry Pagula, the Bills owner, for really saying some shit about that. I don't know if you got that. Yep, I did. I saw him basically call out the league. He said it as a fan. Um, yeah, he's big enough. He's important enough. He makes enough money to, to be able to say that stuff. He's oil money, man. That's like big brother money. Like, he's got it. He'll be fine. Yep. Yep. You know, so it's bigger than craft fucking food money, okay? So make no mistake. Things will change. And welcome to hating the fucking Patriots, Terry. Okay? Yep. So, all right, man. I'm out of here. Thank you to Grandstand Sports Network, PunchDrunkSports.com, and uh, the PunchDrunk Sports Network, and NumBillsFan.com. And, Kevin, where can we find you? As always, at Kevin Masseri and at LockdownBills Twitter as well. Congratulations to you, Dave. Yeah, Kevin, thank you so much, bud. Um, I know everybody seems kind of, like, quick, but, nah, man, it's the right thing to do. And, um, you know, I honestly would love to, if you're down even tomorrow or another day, to talk again. Because I want to get into the pro bowlers. I want to talk about the pro bowlers. I want to really talk about, like, a good way to beat Miami. Because I will be honest, Kevin, one last thing is Rick Dennison himself, I have to give him credit where credit's due. He has shown that he will change and, and implement plays and systems, right? And techniques, at the same time, it seems like he gets scared when it's crunch time or does not make adjustments correctly. And they just shut Tyrod Taylor down. And you got to know what you had before you got here. But we don't got time to wait, man. So 
it seems like the team moving like molasses for adjustments all year. You got Calvin Benjamin in town. The game is about mismatches. You don't put him out on the field. He's a professional wide receiver. He's in shape. Get him out there. Right. I agree, Dave. So, Good points. Kevin, I would love to talk more about that another time. Um, thank you for being my therapist with this for a little bit and confirming my thoughts. You got it. Thanks. All right, bud. Thanks, Kevin. See ya. See ya. Well, there you go. Had a great Christmas. Best Christmas of my life that I can remember. Um, I hope everybody else did too. Family's very important to me. Um, so, you know, the Bills are cool, man. The Bills are cool, but we can only control what we can control. And I'm not trying to come down on coaches to hurt their feelings or players or anybody. Anybody takes offense. My whole deal is uh, I frankly think that the players and the coaches take unnecessary heat sometimes. And uh, I think the players get the brunt of it. So when you have a team of guys like the Bills, especially on the offensive line with McCoy behind them and Tyrod at the helm who have put up 27 points a game the year prior, I'm glad that Dennison has listened to the coach and has made adjustments or listened to players, but, you know, too little, too late, not showing me enough. And I can't really defend this anymore. So, unfortunately, there's got to be a major change at the offensive coordinator position. I think the defensive line needs a new coach as well. Not they're not playing good. Where's Jerry Hughes this year? You got a, a pretty much a rookie in Shaq Lawson who looks lost. I mean, congrats to Kyle Williams getting a sack on Tom Brady. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Bills going into Miami. I don't mean to sound so down. It's not the Bills. It's everything else with the Bills. It's simple coaching decisions along with. You have to play the absolute most perfect game with the Patriots or else. Dot, 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 dot. And, oh, yeah, don't worry about the pebbles coming up off of Calvin Benjamin's toe drag off of a perfectly placed ball from Tyrod Taylor and the pebbles coming up. Nah. Nah, we're going to look at this for five minutes. Garbage. Absolutely garbage. Therefore, take care. Have a happy rest of your week. I'm your host, David Palermo, and a little sniffly here, not to sound more depressed, but I'm not really. I'm pretty happy right now. So, go Bills, and uh, keep it real. See ya.